0: Can you be a Christian without being born again? What does it even mean to be a Christian anyway? Are you going to heaven when you die? Does hell exist? The first time I heard someone saying they were born again a long time ago, it was a negative connotation. I thought they were some kind of Christian religious fanatic. In all seriousness, do you need God's help with something? Do you know someone who does? In this episode, I want to share some things with you to help you or that person you know. Howdy, welcome to God's Adopted. I'm here to help encourage you to grow in faith through stories, teaching, and practical examples so you can experience more of God in and through your life. When we get born again, He adopts us. This podcast is here to encourage us all to grow in becoming the children of God He's adopted us to become. Join me and learn to do like Peter did. Let's get out of the boat and step on the water with Jesus. This seems like a crazy time in history, and in this episode, I really want to talk about Christianity. What what does it mean to be a Christian, and or be born again, and why be born again, and why does it even matter, and different things along those lines, because some things have become blurry, it seems, like if you read what the Bible says versus what things look like when you look around and everything some things seem a little strange and I want to talk a little bit about that and if you're listening to this and and you've never been born again or you're not a Christian then please listen on and if you have questions reach out to me I'd love to to talk to you and even if you are a Christian and you are born again and you have questions please reach out to me I never really cared about heaven or eternal life before i was born again life for me before i met god was miserable and when i first heard about god and jesus and what he did for me and wanting to help me and stuff all i could think was okay so if if i become a christian i'm just gonna have a bunch of religious stuff i gotta do like like, life was miserable, and now I'm going to pile on top of life a bunch of stuff and rules and all kinds of things that were just going to make me even more miserable. Those were serious concerns that I had, and they're valid. It's, it's worth thinking about all of this. And I can tell you that after I got born again, when I did go ahead and, and take God up on his offer to, to save me, actually the reverse happened i had a lot of turmoil that that went the other direction that i was relieved from that i was set free from but why did that happen how does that happen how can you help somebody be born again how can you help somebody be saved by god through jesus his son what does all of that even mean I'm going to share all of that in just a few moments here. But let's think about a few different things. One time I had a chaplain in the army. He said, everyone who comes to God is selfish. And at first it kind of struck me a little off. But after a little thought, I understood what he meant. What he meant was that anyone who comes to God, comes to God because they need help. And like I said, I I never really cared about heaven and hell before I was born again. And after I was first born again, I really didn't understand about any of those things, really. I wanted to know what the Bible said because I believe that the Bible is God's truth. The more I read the Bible, the more I understood because God was teaching me by his Holy Spirit. Jesus said that he would send his Holy Spirit to those who believe in him to who trust him and that the Holy Spirit would guide you in truth and and he would explain things and help you and everything and he does all of that just like Jesus said but it all has to start somewhere the truth is is before we are born again we don't have a relationship with God, not, not the kind of relationship that we can have and that God wants us to have. We're separated from God. Some of these different words that I'm talking about here, like what is a Christian, depending on your perspective, changes everything. I thought I was a Christian before I was ever saved by God through Jesus. If I asked a bunch of people who are not Christians what a Christian is, what do you think their answers would be like? And why? I think we live in a crazy time in history that a lot of people would say a Christian is someone who goes to a Christian church or whoever says that the religion is Christianity, it means that they believe something about Jesus and Jesus said he was God and stuff and he died on a cross. But think about this. Here's what the Bible says about the word Christians. In the book of Acts chapter 11, At the end of verse 26, it says, the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Back then, to be called a Christian was not necessarily a positive thing because it was like the Christians were disturbing the peace. They were causing all kinds of of ruckus and stuff. Why do you think they called them Christians? What made people think of Jesus... When they watched those disciples, what they were doing, or listened to what those disciples were saying and teaching and preaching, think about that. And how about now? Is there anything that makes people think about Jesus based on what Christians are saying and doing? And I mean, some, yes, no question about it, but how much of Christians if someone says oh you're a Christian right now it has more to do with religion and religious practices when will somebody ever hear anything about Jesus through the Christians only on Easter how does that work or what about the the Christians doing the things that Jesus did I'm actually talking about What about dealing with spirits, like evil spirits and stuff? Didn't Jesus do that? Didn't his disciples do that all through the Gospels and in the book of Acts? And even all through the New Testament, you hear talk about spiritual warfare and stuff like that. If you're not a Christian, I don't think it's hard to look around in the world that we live in and everything and see that there are influences that are not good that are hurting a lot of people maybe even hurting you that you could use some help with i mean wouldn't it be nice to know that that someone who follows jesus might really be able to help you in a in a powerful way just like you see when you read the bible in the gospels i'm telling you that is absolutely true and if that's you and you need help reach out or find someone who's a christian who believes in jesus who believes that that they can help the way that Jesus was helping and is helping still through his disciples have you ever heard of the word eternal life do you know what it means i used to mean that eternal life means that when you die you go to heaven for me i was dealing with life and life was hard and i needed help now not just when i die and go to heaven and that's why i didn't care about it when i first heard about stuff like that and that's also why i didn't care about hell either because well it none of it mattered i was i was too focused on the pain and misery called life and after i got born again i started reading the bible I was a little baby, and I needed to learn more about God and and Jesus and spend time with them, and you do that by reading the Bible. And It seems like most people never read the Bible, so they don't know these things, but when I was reading the Bible, in the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 3, Jesus gives a definition of what eternal life is, and depending on the translation, some translations call it everlasting life. And, and so this is what it says. It says, this is everlasting life, that they may know you, the only true God, and him whom you sent, Jesus Christ. This is Jesus praying, talking to his Father in heaven. And he's saying that this is eternal life, that they'll know you, God, the only true God, and him who you sent, Jesus Eternal life is about a relationship that starts now and then goes on forever. But it has to start. And the reason it has to start is what I'm going to share with you next. And I want you to, I mean, take some notes or uh, at some point I'll, I'll have a blog post for each of the episodes and you'll find the information there or reach out to me. If someone needs God's help how can you help them? Well, one way that you can help them is by leading them to the Lord and and basically saying, okay, do you want to start a relationship with God? Well, God has made a way to do that. And the reason that you need a way to do that is because there's a problem. Something that that a lot of people have heard of, and you might have heard of this, it's called Roman's Road. And the reason it's something called Roman's Road is because it's it's trying to explain to people in an easy way why they need God's help and how they, or, or just how they can get God's help if they know already that they need his help. But how can they get his help? Romans Road is taking verses from the book of Romans, which is in the New Testament in the Bible, and it takes some verses to explain what the state of all of us are in before we get god's help and why we need his help and how we can get his help i want to share that with you now and if you need this help great or if you know someone that needs his help then m- maybe this can be a way that you can help them you could just share it with them and then let them ask you questions or reach out to me so let me give you what this is it's, it's called roman's road like i said it's based on several different verses in the bible from the book of Romans, which is in the New Testament. This is how it goes. Everyone has sin in their life, and sin separates us from God. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, so chapter three, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And what is sin? I mean, the simplest way I can think of it to describe it is anything that is not pleasing to God. Anything that you think or do or leave undone or say or don't say, we earn something when we sin, the wages of sin in Romans 6:23 it says this for the wages of sin is death. So for the wages of sin is death. Other words, when you sin, your payment for sinning is you die. And death in Scripture when when we you know when you study words and stuff like that, it means to be separated from. And so the wages of sin is death. But God loves us, and in Romans five eight, it says this, but God commends his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God provided something for us that demonstrates His love for us before we even know Him. And if you don't know Him, I'm telling you, God loves you so much that He sent Jesus to die for you. God offers a free gift of salvation. On the last part of Romans chapter 6 verse 23, it says this, but the free gift of God is everlasting life in Christ Jesus our Lord. But here's the thing, a gift has to be accepted. It needs to be received. Just because I hold something out to you and say, you know, you can be free, all you gotta do is take this key from my hand. I can offer it to you all day long, but if you never receive it, if you never take it, then you never have that freedom either. It doesn't matter that I offered it all day long. What matters is what you do with it when you see the offer. In Romans chapter 10 verses 9 it talks about how we can accept the gift of salvation that God offers to us the way to deal with sin so that we don't have to be separate from him so that we can be born again so that we can go from being separate from being dead in our sins to being alive through him and it says this in Romans 10 9 it says if you acknowledge with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then in Romans 10, verse 13, it says, for whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so if I was going to describe to you a very simple way to process what I just shared with you in Romans Road, I would say that here's a way that you can pray to God. So praying is just talking to God. And I like to tell people, you know, you can only talk to God if he's available, if he's around. And I say it kind of tongue in cheek, <laughs> he is always available and he is always around. God is everywhere all at the same time. And so if you need to pray, you can pray whenever you whenever you need to, wherever you need to. Even if you just do it in a whisper, even if you just move your lips. <laughs> I want to encourage you though, don't just keep prayers in your mind. Take a little action with your body. If you recognize that, that you have sin in your life and that you feel separated from God, then maybe it's time to deal with that by applying, receiving what God's provided. I want to encourage you that Jesus died for you so that your sins could be paid for. And God proved it through his love that Jesus died while we were still sinning, even if that's where you're at now. God offers that to you as a free gift right now. If you accept that you've sinned and need to be saved and believe that Jesus died for you, then in a prayer, in a very short, simple prayer, you can confess to receive that and for Jesus to be your Lord and receive that gift of salvation and everlasting life which means you can start a relationship with God and then grow in it if you know that you need to be saved then I want to encourage you to just follow me in a simple prayer and I'm gonna lead you in a prayer real quick not a lot of time father God I know that I've sinned and it separated me from you. And I believe that Jesus died for me and paid the price for my sins so I can be forgiven and have everlasting life. I receive your gift of salvation of everlasting life even now and I confess that I want Jesus to be my Lord. Now I pray that you would send your Holy Spirit into me and my life. And help me and guide me to grow in my relationship with you. And I thank you that it, it's forever lasting. Praise you and thank you. Father God, in Jesus name. Amen. And now, some of you are listening, maybe you're a little challenged. Can you be a disciple of Jesus? Even if you just got born again, can you be a disciple of Jesus? The answer is yes. Being a disciple of Jesus means that you learn what he teaches you and apply it in your life and apply it however he shows you to apply it. If he wants you to teach people something or share something or pray for somebody or, or do something that you just, you do those things as you learn from him. I mean, I could tell you here's a thousand things on how to be a great Christian or how to be a great disciple of Jesus, but listen, don't worry about that list. You have a relationship with God and you're going to grow in it. And I want to encourage you to grow in it. So whatever he teaches you, I want you to apply it in your life. And if I give you a list of a thousand things, but Jesus only taught you one of those things, will you be concerned about the one thing? And if, if anybody looks down on you for not doing all those other things, well, leave that between that and that person and, and God. You keep growing and where, right where you're at. And if I can help you, I'd love to. And so at this point, I just want to say, you know, if you prayed the prayer of salvation to be born again, then congratulations and welcome to the family of God. And now I just want to encourage everyone, I want to lead you in a prayer of lordship. If you know that that you haven't been running after Jesus the way that he wants you to, if you know that that you want to be more of a disciple than you have been and you want to learn what that is and how to grow, then I want to lead you in something called a prayer of lordship. It's a simple prayer and we're just going to say, Jesus, I want you to be in charge of and be God over, be the Lord of all these things. And I'm just going to lead you in a simple prayer and then we're going to be done. Just follow me in this prayer. Father God, thank you for saving me. Jesus, thank you for being Lord. I pray that you would take charge of and be the Lord over everything about my life my future, my hopes, my dreams, what you want me to say and do, the time of the life that I have, I pray that you would be Lord over it all and that you'd be glorified in and through my life. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. And I just pray a blessing over you and your family, whoever's listened to this, in the name of Jesus. I love seeing how our real living God is working in and through our real living lives in this real world. Please subscribe to this podcast and keep listening. If you've been blessed or encouraged in some way and want to leave a review, please do that by writing your review on iTunes. If you haven't already, please drop in and say howdy in our Facebook group when you can. See you next time on The Water with Jesus.